This is Nerd Pundit Radio, your nerd home away from home. Hi, welcome to Nerd Pundit Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, the also known as Special Mikey now, apparently. Along with me is Hindu Anthony. What's up? And Super Vegan Brian. Yo! So I'm Hindu ahead. Anthony, shouldn't I be saying, like, Namaste or something like that? Is, that? is that what you want me to say? I don't want you to be too blatant about being Hindu. <laughs> okay, don't, don't make it too obvious. Yeah. Well, you're also a ginger, so let's pull something like that in there. Well, you know, Anthony's on video right now, and he's in, like, Triple Lotus Scorpion while he's on the call. You, <laughs> yeah, no idea. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, you can't me, see that if you're listening at home. <laughs> for all you kids listening at home wondering what's going on that's a patreon exclusive <laughs> uh and brian I, i'm sure you know from the last episode a lot of people are wondering what is a super vegan a super vegan is a vegan who is only a vegan when it suits him for health purposes <laughs> for example I decided to have sushi yesterday. Ooh, sushi. I love sushi. Was it, it delicious? Happens, it only happens once a month, maybe once every couple of months. I felt like crap after. It was a bad idea. I ate fish. They were so alive. They were wonderful little beings. It wasn't the fish because I, well, my super veganism is I don't eat any added sugar or um, alcohol or caffeine. We mentioned on the last call that I don't oh. drink it's been since September 26, and sushi is full of sugar. And I crashed Ooh, like yeah. no one ever has yesterday. I felt like hell. I felt like I had the flu. No, I have a question for you about the no sugar thing. So I was listening to Kevin Smith a while back. I think it was on his modcast. And he was talking about how he quit eating sugar. And he went through like deep, deep depression. He was Did like, you feel depressed? Correct. Yeah, when like, you, you give up depressed? when you give up coffee at the same time, you don't care about anything other than yeah. the fact that you gave up coffee. It you will have migraines, and the withdrawal from that is so severe that you don't notice that you're giving anything else up. So if you plan on giving it up, give up everything at the same time as you give up coffee. <laughs> yeah, well, because I listened to the same podcast he did, and he he said for two weeks he was like bereft, like. He was really upset. And then he mentioned the documentary he read. I watched. I can't remember which one it was called. It's on Netflix. But he said, uh, I showed an MRI of the brain. And whenever you eat sugar, you're actually a processed sugar. You're actually activating the same part of your brain that cocaine activates. Jeez. Yeah. Like, it's just, it just makes you super happy. And so, like, without it, you just, you no longer have the capacity to feel happiness. And that's just a little bit of a nerdy intro right there. So, well, I wanted to say the the oddest thing that I thought would be really hard to give up was the dairy, and it wasn't hard at all. It was like I don't even think about it. It, it, it gave up dairy, maybe had an impulse to have some cheese or something for the first few weeks, but then after that, it was like, why did I ever eat that? Milk seems like it'd be super easy because almond milk is 
delicious. But I love. Wait, cheese. wait! I'm gonna stop you right there. I love cheese. No, no! I'm gonna so stop you. I'm gonna stop much. you. Show me the tit on an almond, and then you can call it milk. Uh, almond juice, whatever. Almond purist. water. Almond you, water is probably the most appropriate because that's how they make it. You purist, yeah. whatever. It's it's delicious. I don't want your almond juice milk crap making my whole moo milk feel bad. Well, let me tell you something delicious. about almond milk that sells most people on almond milk after I tell them about this. Almond milk doesn't curdle, so you can mix it with juice. Um, so if you add some pomegranate juice to almond milk and put a little stevia in it, it's the most amazing drink ever. I will try this because I, I trust you. you. You've shown me some pretty good dishes. It's really good. Okay. That segue brought to you by Dietary Supplement. <laughs> well, guys, I, I am curious. I said last week we're going to bring this to the front of the show because I think it's very important for our everyday lives. I'm going to ask this week's this weekly contest question. What's nerdy with you this week? Brian, I want you to go first. What's nerdy with me this week? Now, I'm going to screw everyone up right now because I'm going to say, I'm not going to talk about Pokemon Go. What? No, it is the it is the craze that is sweeping the world, especially this nation. I am not going to talk about Pokemon Go. I played the game, but that is not my nerdiest thing this week. It's um, nobody's nerdiest thing this week. Anthony. <laughs> it's not allowed to be. It's just life now. Um. My nerdiest thing I did this week was I binged Rick and Morty season two um, again for like the fifth time. That season two funny like as the hell. Purge episode? Yeah, season two has the Purge episode. That's like one of my favorites. It's hilarious. That show is great. I love it. It's a great show. My favorite episode is um, the episode where um, the parents go to the parents go to a marriage counseling. <laughs> oh yeah, and they they do the, the the brain scan, so it's like you see like what you what like what you see of the other in your mind. Yeah. Like, well, the <laughs> best part of that episode is when Summer's in the ship, and the ship is like, "Keep Summer safe." Oh yeah. Um, but I <laughs> went a little. Really I went a little further, and after I binged the season, I watched um, four YouTube videos on the philosophy and cosmic horror of Rick and Morty. And then I read three essays on the cosmic horror of Rick and Morty and how it pulls from Lovecraft. Dear God. Some of the stuff that happens on that show, I could see it being pulled from Lovecraft. Yeah. No idea. It's a very very high-end, like, you can tell that the people who made it are really smart. Well, detailed question for you. Um, how, uh, over what was your time frame for the binge? Was it a, a day or two days? Two nights, I think. Okay, so you you didn't lose too much sleep over it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have to like have the basket filled filled with bottles of water nearby and a and a chamber pot next to me. No, uh, but uh, let's go ahead and skip over on on to Anthony. What was your nerdy? What was nerdy with you this week? Well, you know what? I don't care about your stupid rules. Pokemon Go is my nerdy thing this week, okay? Because oh, so you just lived life, in other words. Uh, no, I, I did more than that. Um, I got my wife into it, and we made it into a family event. So we live near a park, and so we decided to take the baby, and we all went to the park as like a family outing and caught Pokemon while out on a family outing. <laughs> so the- I. I spread the nerdiness to the whole family. 
You're a disease in your house. I you know? am. It's a cancer. You have no idea, though. I'm not the first one. My It's all started with a problem with my grandpa. He's a big, like, he plays board games and reads comics. And my father is a big nerd. And now I'm a big nerd. My son's going to be a nerd. He, he doesn't have a choice in the matter. Like, he Come just home does. one day. Dad, I'm on the football team. Comics are gay. I was on the football team. Fuck you. You can be a I'm going to have to stop you on Anthony being the nerdy disease in that house. Kat is nerdy enough on her own. You know what? This is true. She really is. Do you see how much she fawns over WWE? She is a nerd in, in a very awesome way. You forget that she's gone to Pathfinder with me without you more than you've gone with me. That's true. That is very true. And not to mention, as, as Michael brought up with the WWE... She is huge into WWE. Like, huge! We'll have her on a future call to talk about WWE. Pretty nerdy. Pretty nerdy, guys. Or as as Xavier Woods likes to call it, professional LARPing. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, um, uh, Anthony, back back to your uh, topic for this week. Uh, On the Beer Nerdy Week. Uh, What was, like, what would you say was your rarest catch? A pincer. What? What is? What is his CP? I think it was like three twenty one. Damn it! You beat me. I got a pincer at two at two sixty. What was that? Right. What's that? Rhino Pokemon. That was my rarest one this week. Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Yeah. That I got. I caught. I caught one. It. I caught one last night walking to the pool. Yeah, I had to kind of go trespass in a neighbor's yard to get mine. <laughs> <laughs> I passed like four kids fighting for a gym because actually in front of at the park by my the clubhouse where I live, there's actually two gyms literally next to each other in the same park, and I what? see just like a group. Yeah, they're literally two gyms next to each other, and these kids, there's like a group of like four or five kids standing there, battling for these two gyms. By P.S. Valor held onto those gyms for the longest. So what team yeah. are you guys on? Team Valor. Valor, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna pick too. I'm not level five yet. <laughs> You're gonna pick Valor. Yeah, pick Valor because everybody shits on Valor, and they're like, "You I, guys are Charmander newbies." I well, have, everybody shits on everybody. If I have to make sure to check to see what team dominates the gyms around here, because if it's not Valor, then I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot. Uh, where I'm at over here in Menifee, it's uh, Valor actually holds on to some gems pretty well. Um, but I, I like it. Somebody made a. A background for Valor. It's the Valor symbol, and then it says, "In the darkest night, we are the flame." I do like that one. Actually, that was so. Since we haven't really talked about ourselves too much as far as where we are and stuff like that, I am in um, the deepest, darkest desert in Southern California. Um, Michael is adjacent to the deepest, darkest desert, and this week, Anthony is calling in from sunny Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh my god yes he's our field agent how's puerto rico today getting any coconuts seriously just the people that live here and the sounds and and the language it it feels like puerto rico <laughs> especially fourth of july they were just shooting off these fireworks and i'm like whoa those are not bought here <laughs> tune in ne- tune in next week to see where anthony is is calling from there oh yeah um Maybe I was in San Jacinto on 4th of July, and where I was at in San Jacinto, they were really close to the Sabobo Reservation. And, and I'm saying that because I think this is where they got these these mortars, because these were like inch-thick inch uh, plastic tube mortar mortars that these guys were just setting up. And then they were shoot. They were like, 
I thought a gunshot went off uh, ten feet away from me when these guys fired it off on the cul-de-sac. I I, I thought I was getting shot at. And then, I had, then the fireworks. I went had off. two shaking, panting dogs the entire firework season. Oh, that's right. My you know my dogs actually did okay. We left them inside. They were fine. The the, the house here because I'm in Min- I, I'm in a, I'm in the city called Minifee, which is next to a town called Homeland. Whenever that department of the government was opened up, I thought it was for my city. It was weird. But no, the, the dogs were in the house. This house has really good sounding. These dogs were fine. My dog is, this is like his, or was his third, 4th of July. He don't give a shit about fireworks. They don't bother him at all. He's just like, nah, don't give a fuck. A dog so, that pees when he sees me doesn't give a shit about fireworks. He doesn't care. They don't bother Get him. Get him into therapy. I know, there's something wrong with my dog. <laughs> I have a local joke for you, Michael, okay. that you'll get. What is the difference between Homeland and Romoland? What? The price of a dime bag. <laughs> That's good. Oh, well, uh, I, I didn't get to tell you guys uh, my nerdy thing this week. So what's nerdy with me this week? Um, I actually got to go to SoCal Comics and Games. And I got a new box of dice, a special... Uh, Blend color D6. It's not the nerdiest thing. That's just standard equipment update. But no, I actually picked up an issue of Rat Queens, the D&D, uh, the all-girl D&D comic that I heard about it. It was okay. I, it sounded okay, but it wasn't... I didn't get it because I wanted to start reading it. I got it for a cameo. Uh, there's actually two to three pages in it where the critical role uh, people... Mm-hmm, or on mm-hmm. Geek and Sundry, they made a cameo in there. Vox Machina, their characters were in it. Oh, that's cool. And that was the whole reason why I bought the issue. I spent $4 just to get two pages worth of awesome. I ended up reading it, though. It's actually pretty good. I think I might start the series. You can, series. Um, you can actually go on the Paizo site. Um, Paizo and Rat Queens teamed up, and they, they have pre-gens of all the characters from Rat Queens. Oh, you're kidding, really? Yeah, pre-generated characters for Pathfinder, using Pathfinder rules for all the characters from Rat Queens. And, um, Gen Con, I think it was Gen Con last year, they had, uh, when Paizo did their quests, which is their little staff-run dungeon, they used the Rat Queens pre-gens instead of the normal Paizo pre-gens. That, that's awesome. I actually think that's pretty cool. So, But I think, all being said, I think Brian wins again this week. I was going to vote for Anthony because he he pushed through the um, he pushed yeah. through the rule and decided to be a rebel. <laughs> you know what? No, I think I yeah. He pushed through. You're right. He did that. Plus, he made it a family event. It wasn't just him and the kid, or just him and the miss. It was his family. Family. So we, we made it a family of a thing. <laughs> he didn't. So. He. he he didn't win for teaching his kids about comic books last week, so I felt a little bad. So, <laughs> no, that's we're gonna fine. give it to you. We're gonna give it to him this week. We're gonna give it to him this week. I just gotta uh, step it up. That's good. Oh, you'll you'll win soon. You're pretty. You're pretty nerdy. I taught a lot of how to cut a melon in half with a katana. Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> I know your daughter. She'll she'll cut lots of things if we teach her to cut anything at all. But yes, I, and that's a, that's this week's. What's nerdy with you? I need some polyphonic music for that or something. Oh, we'll, we'll get some. <laughs> so, 
But yes, uh, back to our main little roster here. This is this is our second episode where we sit down and discuss in great detail anything that can be considered nerdy or off the cuff. As, as we all know now, nerdy is a very broad term. And this week we're bringing up a topic, we, we want to bring up a topic that we thought was very relevant in today's society, which is that of internet communities. They exist every they exist everywhere on all our phones on our computers nowadays, and they can actually get some people in trouble. Uh, so we're bringing up this topic today to really flush it out. Um, let's go ahead and start with you know basically a stand, real standard question most people ask is uh, what social media are you on, Anthony? Um, I'm on the Book of Faces like everybody else. Uh, I apparently have a Twitter, like my wife made it for me. I just don't ever go on it. But yeah, I you think follow I, me, and I'm like, he does nothing. <laughs> I think I should probably go on the Twitters. And I have Twitter, but I don't really use it all that much. I only started using it again in the last six months because Game Over Greggy actually has a very big uh, presence on it. They do. I, I kind of want to go on to follow Colin because. He's he's neato. Um, uh, oh, I, yeah, he's he's awesome. I apparently have an Instagram. <laughs> Again, my <laughs> wife made that for me, and I don't use Again, that. Why? I think I actually post more pictures to Instagram than I or uh, than I do post on Facebook. So, like, I have all the basic ones. I just really only ever go on Facebook for the most part. Um, Which ones do you have? Okay, so well, <laughs> there's Mumble, there's Skype, obviously Skype here. Um, so I use these are the things I use a lot. I use Mumble, Teamspeak, Pigeon, um, all of which this is where it gets super nerdy. All of which are different comm channels that we use in Eve Online. <laughs> so Mumble <laughs> is used when we're when we are doing a massive coalition fleet with the Goon Swarm Federation. Teamspeak is just for the regular our corporation alliance, and Pigeon is so that we can communicate when fleets are going between each other in encrypted coded messages so that spies can't read them. I am dead fucking serious. Wow, really? <laughs> dead serious, yeah. Nerd! <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we are trying to... We, we use encrypted messages to avoid spies in a video game. Okay. Uh, which ones do you... Outside of Facebook, where... It's Facebook, I'm pretty sure every, people who have it check it every day. So let's say um, outside of Facebook, which social media do you think you use the most? Probably TeamSpeak. <laughs> Considering you're in the middle of a war. Oh yeah, just just constantly chatting with people I play with and just lots of fleets, fun fleets. Um, is the war actually going to have an end or does it just go on forever? I think it's a war. Okay, so this current war is called World War B. Um, I'll, I'll have to go through the giant history of this, I guess. Um, I belong to an alliance called the Bastion. Um, which is part of the, which is part of the Imperium Coalition, formerly known uh, previously known as the Clusterfuck Coalition, but they changed the name because they thought the Imperium sounded better. I agree, actually. Um, this this coalition, which is a group of alliances coming together. So in, the way an Eve Online works is there's a corporation, which is like a guild. Then alliances are groups of guilds, and then coalitions are groups are these alliances teaming up together for to ally with each other and assist each other in the game. Um, so think of it like this. 
Corporations are like states. Alliances are like countries. Coalitions are like the UN. A lot of people in EVE don't like the Imperium because they're very well known for this. We're not here to ruin the game. We're just here to ruin your game. Very well known for being assholes. And they oh, you're the you're the EU. <laughs> we're we're not exactly like yeah I guess yeah. <laughs> he we're starts out like no we're good and then he's like well maybe yeah we're, we're just I I think we're hated less than the EU. <laughs> um. So a bunch of people it got uh we're already annoyed with us and then one of the alliances called the Space Monkey Alliance um stole money. Shit. Stole money from the banker from a banker of an out of game gambling site called I Want Isk. This is a site where people gamble on like sporting events and things like that with in game money. Somebody in the alliance stole money from this banker, so they wanted revenge and they were just basically like, We will pay anybody to go to war with them. So everybody kind of teamed up and made this group called the Money Badger Coalition. And they have been declaring war on us for the last, probably like six months. And things hadn't been going very well for us at first. We had like lost all of our space. We we don't own any territory anymore. But we're now we're now fighting back because you lost all your territories. Yeah, like all the territories. Like the numbers were crazy. Like we were bringing in like two thousand people to fleets, and they were bringing in like four thousand, five thousand. Like their numbers were fucking huge. But that's because it was like. 50% 50% of the game population against us. <laughs> it was a lot of people against us. Um, because obviously, like, the Imperium is the biggest, baddest, most powerful organization of the game. Everybody wants to kill them. So now we're rebuilding because the general infrastructure of the Money Badger Coalition, after they have pretty much won, air quotes... Um, it's kind of falling apart. They're not so like friendly with each other anymore, and there's been some weakness men noticed. So we're we're fighting back. We're taking space back. We'll get it back. I'm not worried about that. Well, that's good. So, um, Brian, what about you? What what social networking do you belong to? Other than Facebook, um, I have two Instagram accounts um, at Twelve Hour Half Day and at Unvoiced Visions. And I have a Twitter account um, at 12 Hour Half Day. I use the Instagrams. I use one of them for social, which I never use anymore because I'm only using the other one, which is at Unvoiced Visions for my photography. I also Twitter. I don't post much to Twitter except when I'm posting my Tumblr blogs because my Tumblr blogs auto post to Twitter. Um, But I use Twitter more to keep up with celebrities. I'll go on Twitter and just kind of look up Felicia Day, Jared Padalecki, Jensen Ackles, uh, Misha Collins, a lot of Misha Collins. He's uh, there all the time. He's so funny. Yeah. I just watched his YouTube video on he went to a Trump rally. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it wasn't oh, funny. It was scary. I thought, I, no, that's why I'm laughing because I know how scary it really was. Singer, uh, man. I don't know how much he spun it to seem more scary than it was. I, mean, I always try to think neutrally when I watch stuff like that, just to make mm-hmm. sure I'm not getting influenced. But he he went with the intention of making it funny, and he was like, this is like really, really creepy. I don't like it. Um, 
too creepy. He could Castiel couldn't make it funny. Yeah, you creep about Castiel, you got problems. For those listening that do not know, Misha Collins, Jensen Ackles, and Jared Padalecki are the main actors on a popular television show called Supernatural. Um, if you don't know that show, why are you listening to us? <laughs> I'm a member of several fan communities for fandoms I'm a member of. Um, I have I follow Reddit channels for Supernatural, Facebook groups for Supernatural. Cutting Facebook out kind of cripples me, but when we talk a little bit more about online communities we're members of, I'll go a little bit deeper into Facebook. Other than that, I'm, I'm Battle.net because I play Diablo. My Battle.net tag, for those that are listening, is Drezzy. Pound sign 1249. That's D-R-E-Z-I, pound sign 1249. If you want to play Diablo 3 with me, that's the place to go, because that is the only game I play on Battle.net. The only one? Because I have a video game addiction problem, so I try to stay away from too many games. Oh, yeah, keep that needle from the arm there, buddy. Like, I haven't played WoW since, like, 2004. It's kind of gone downhill, so you're not missing much. I only played it for 30 days before I, you know, I, I and I was like, this is a problem game for me, and I stopped playing it. Wow. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, that was back in the day when you couldn't get a mount until you were level 40. Wow, that was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, Reddit, um, I follow a lot of online communities, too many to list, so I use a program called Feedly to keep track of all the different blogs and communities I follow. What does uh, that do? It's a RSS, a really simple syndication propagator. So I load up Feedly and have all my blogs loaded up into groups so I can open Feedly and I have them categorized as geeky, must read, and like to read, and blog posts by friends. So I have the list of all the blogs that my friends update. Um, you can put Twitter feed, you can put Tumblr feeds in there, you can put Twitter feeds in there. So you can check just things you want to check without having to dig into that particular social networking app. Um, it really helps for Tumblr. That's also, that's like where I read the IT wizard, which is the, the IT, the blog that's posted by the IT guy at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. What? It's the greatest thing in the world. He's the IT guy at Hogwarts? He's the IT guy at Hogwarts. You can actually go on their Tumblr page and start it from the beginning and read all the posts from when he was hired up until when he got an assistant till when um, students are working. It integrates the information garnered from Pottermore on the North American um, wizard school. So there's talk about there. Like his assistant went to Ilvermorny. She didn't go to Hogwarts. So they talk about Ilvermorny and they use all of J.K. Rowling's essays on North American wizards to keep it accurate. It's great. That's awesome, actually. Well, I guess it kind of falls to me. For me, you know, Facebook, you know, non-disclaimer, we all we all have it. I also have an Instagram, Twitter, Skype, of course, and there was one I was just thinking about. I don't use it a lot, but I have it. Oh, Tumblr. I, I have a Tumblr, but I've rarely ever used it. It just sit, It really just sits there. Are you a feminist? Are you a loud, brash feminist on Tumblr? <laughs> no, I actually laugh at half their posts. <laughs> I laugh a lot. No, I I, uh, I think the last time I actually went on Tumblr was actually just a few weeks ago, after about a year of not going on it, and I I followed a fan site for Critical, uh, a fan page for Critical Role. They compile all the fan art for Critical Role 
onto their feed so you can see all the artwork people do. And there are some really talented people that like making the characters for Critical Role. It, just, it looks amazing. And these are some of the hardest shipping people I've ever seen. They want characters shipped, man. It's crazy. I I, I do I visit I visit Reddit and Imgur, but I don't really partake. I, I don't I don't do a sign in. I just sit there and I, I go over the content. There's uh, but this leads me actually this actually helps me lead into my next question because because this is something that I know at least two of us have and and do is but would you can would you really consider a role play site as uh, social media. Yes. Yeah, of course. All right, because there's been I, I've talked to several people uh, actually about it, and they said that you know just be, you're actually you are there with other people. There's communications, but you're actually just role playing into a story ninety percent of the time. But I disagree because there are sub forums and in, in, in everyone where people will talk out of character and just talk and and get to know each other. There's artist forums. There's general discussions there's stuff that doesn't take place within the story that go through i wanted your guys's opinion on it i've had full outside of i've had full outside of role play chats with people in characters so i totally count that as social media wait 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 wait. so like you were in character talking about things that Aren't in the game, so like, let's say you're playing D and D, and you're in in character. No, no, you're no. Sort of no. talking about Mike, like the Simpsons. Clarify what a role play site is. Um, well, I, I know what a role play site is. You will like. You're you're talking about more like free form role play, not really a game, right? Yeah, there's there's free like, I'm thinking I'm actually talking about the both aspects. There's ones that uh, that have a central core story, but your hand, but your character's handling their life. In that world, and then there's also the free form where it's just like, hey, you know, let's get together. I have this character. I have this character. Let's see how it goes. Uh, there was one I belonged to. It was a chat site whenever I was in high school called Teen Spot. They had a role play section, and all it was was like this giant mass mass conversation area uh, where you made a character, you knew, talked basically about life as that character. Oh, okay. I think I get what you're talking about. Then, kind of like a Almost like Gaia Online. Kinda, yeah. So you you would consider those, yeah? Do you guys? I know Brian belongs to at least one. Anthony, do you belong to any role play sites currently? But besides uh, Eve, yeah, like, Eve talking- doesn't really count as a role playing site, anyways. Um, I used to a long time ago in like my freshman year of high school. I was on Gaia Online, but that's about it. And that's like. That's a super embarrassing thing to even admit. Well, do you any, um, do any of the uh, solid text-based ones? That's basically just text? You know, I, I didn't, though. Like, I never did. I, I would like to join them one day. Like, you know, maybe I was, it was... I was part of a generic vampire one for a while that used... That vaguely referenced Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. I still have to play that game. You, uh, you're still part of that Pathfinder one, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That the Paizo community is huge. Um, if you want me to talk about that, it's going to take a while, though. <laughs> you can bring it up because it, it, it is part of the question for roleplay communities uh, being part of the social media community. I've been an active member of the Paizo community since um, 2004. 2004. Um, I. Went to PaizoCon for the first time and met a lot of people that were talking about the Pathfinder community. And then I started being a venture lieutenant for Pathfinder Society Organized Play. 
And when, you, when, was the, when did you officially become a venture lieutenant? 2004. <laughs> oh, wow. I never really picked up on that <laughs> until um, you know, a few years ago. It may, it, actually, no, I'm wrong. Um, I w- became a venture lieutenant in 2011. I, I'm, I'm screwing up my years because I don't have any concept of time. Um, I, I've been active in the community since 2011, not 2004. I don't know why I thought it was 2004. Um, 2011, I became active in the community. That was the first year I went to PaizoCon, not 2004, because I don't okay. think they had PaizoCons in 2004. I don't think they did. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. We I can look it up. My psych- I will explore my psyche to try to figure out why I thought 2004. Um, 2011, um, I don't really do too much on the official Paizo forums because I'm an admin in the Pathfinder Society group and mm-hmm. on Facebook. And I got, I, there's a wonderful community on there and I spend a lot of time in there every single day. Um, I'm also a member of the Pathfinder RPG group, the Pathfinder GMs group, the um, RPG writers group. Most of my RPG related social networking is through Facebook. Um, I also am moderately active on Reddit in the Pathfinder community. Reddit is a fantastic way to see what trends are going on. Yeah. The there there's no there I don't participate in active role playing on those groups, but I have. Um there was a there's a great Pathfinder RPG play by post community on the Paizo forums and I have played one play-by-post game that was fantastic but we stretched out a game that if you played it in person would take four hours into eight months wow yeah Yeah. um it was it was cool we had one player in the game who was playing a priest and he would post whole sermons with scripture references in the forums that's pretty that's actually pretty awesome not gonna lie um in the Pathfinder community, there's a god named Razmir, who is a false god, who he basically a wizard pretending to be a god, and he created this entire faith of Razmir from the perspective of his priest that was based on Scientology. <laughs> and whenever I use it, influenced me because whenever I use Razmir in my home games, I use exactly what this guy came up with. So this guy role played being the leader of a cult. He wasn't the leader. He was a member. Mm. And he could tell you exactly which step he was on because there was this whole – if you play through all the adventures that Rasmus uh, mentioned, you would really realize that they've, they've done their research on cults and really came up with a whole indoctrination process and how there's different steps and levels you can be on. And it's very pyramid schemey and, and fantastically conceived. So this guy knew his shit. It, it's very well done. There's there's a whole thing where you have if 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 you play the adventure where you have to infiltrate the cult of Razmir, There's a whole part where you have to um, you have to bully a um, merchant into joining the cult, and it's like straight up enforcers coming in with clubs and trying to bully this guy into doing it. And I think it's, I did that module. Mask of the Living God. Spoilers, I should have said earlier on. Yeah, I did this one. 
think I missed out on that one. I, I think I joined for that day, but I had to cancel. That was a fun one. To go into depth on the on the Paizo community, I have lasting friends um, through the community extending into conventions. Since I've gone to conventions in person, I've had met friends that live in Australia that I consider friends that I, I've seen maybe five times in person going to conventions, and I keep up with them using Facebook. Um, the online communities are great for keeping up with people I rarely see, especially if you go to a lot of conventions. You can just kind of keep track of your convention community rather than not hearing them from them for an entire year before you see them again. Especially if they live in like other states or other countries. I do want to go into a little bit more serious online community discussion about how Facebook has helped me make a friend that lives in China. I was driving through the desert on a photo shoot and I ended up helping a Chinese couple who didn't speak English at all. Um, because they ran out of gas, and I had to use my AAA and then lead them to a AAA to put enough gas in their car to get to a gas station. And I lead them into a gas station. Had to use Google Translate to communicate with them. And I ended up making a fast friend that I've communicated with on Facebook, and neither of us speak each other's language, and we have to use translators to keep in touch. Oh, wow. That's really cool, though. That, that actually, you doing that actually led me into uh, the, next the next topic was have you been able to build uh, a lasting, reliable network of contacts and friends better since the advent of this, outside of just like having a phone to call your friends or writing them a letter? How, has this helped you create truly a, a stronger network of friends, or are these just you know faces on the page? When I started um, on the internet way back in the day in the age of, oh God, I'm not going to say a year, but it was a long time ago because I'm going to be wrong on the year. There was a terrible noise whenever you wanted to get on the internet, right? Um, I jumped right into online <laughs> communities. I jumped right into online community. Yeah, it was a terrible noise. It was all dial-up. Um, my first experience <laughs> with the internet had to do with ICQ and MIRC, which is Moo Internet Relay Chat. Whoa. Holy um, shit. Yeah. Um, news groups, bulletin board services... Um, I was heavy on MIRC, meeting people, and I still have friends that I met on MIRC and ICQ. Wow. Yeah, so uh, yes. That's a good few years. Brian you is old. Are, yes, Brian is old. Brian is older than you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what matters here. Not necessarily here. the listener, but Anthony and Michael. Brian is older than Anthony and Michael. We're going to put it that way. We're, we're going to put it that way. We will say, we'll, we'll just come up with a rough number. I, I think I'm 38 years older than the both of you. <laughs> you're not. Oh, you're older than I thought. Well, you know, because you guys are like very precocious three-year-olds. Of course. <laughs> with babies. Ability to operate a with computer babies. and cell phone. Uh, I... Oh, when man. Facebook when Facebook and Twitter came out, that's when I really was able to keep in touch with everyone I knew. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would say I've been able to make a lot of lasting friends. I mean, if I've met them on Battle.net, if I've met them on Facebook, I keep up with – I'll, I'll contact people that I've met on Reddit. Um, I've made friends with um, – I actually have a really good friend that I keep up with Facebook all the time who's an author – and I won't mention him by name, um, 
actually there's more than one of these, but um, people that I never would have met in person, I've made managed to maintain friendships with that I met on Facebook, who are at least relatively famous. Well, that's good. I've, yeah, uh, that is pretty cool, though. Well, with, with Facebook, I, I belong to, to several fan pages and everything. Um, Man at Arms Reforged, I'm on their fan page. And the guys that do the show, they actually will make posts and stuff. And one of the guys made a post about how he just got a set of tongs for his for, for blacksmithing. And I, I consider myself a novice to amateur blacksmith. I, I don't have it set up right now. I had because I moved, but I, I do have a forge and tools, and I've done work. But I don't. I've never had tongs. I always used a pair of channel lock pliers to grab railroad spikes and to work with them. And it's very hard. So whenever he said he got those and they were real good steel, I was like, I need to get some of these tongs because <laughs> channel locks suck for grabbing railroad spikes. And he, the guy Matt Stagmer, who's he's Technically, he's YouTube famous. He actually yeah. liked my comment. So I, that was my senpai noticed me moment. So I, I, <laughs> nothing like that would have... No, social media has caused a couple of instances like that for me. And they're friend, and it's actually caused reconnection with friends that I had in high school that I hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah, you're telling me. I, I just got recently reconnected with a friend from like elementary school. Yeah, because I've had uh, I had a friend in high school who I lost contact with, and when I got Facebook, he popped up on people I might know, and now we talk fairly regular again. Um, I wanted to just kind of um, take control for a second because Anthony was telling me a story that I wanted to make sure he shared related to online communities. Um, Anthony, yes, yes, I was actually going to be opening up to you guys for because uh, I know you guys had some questions that you wanted to put to the show about this, because this is actually a very big topic for us. I wanted to ask uh, Anthony to talk about support networks online and how that's helped you. Oh, okay, so we're gonna talk about that subject. I got it, I got it. Okay, so, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be real talk with Anthony, okay? We're gonna talk about some real important stuff, guys. Uh, so about five years ago, me and my wife, we lost our first son. Um, oh, yeah. We we lost him to a uh, stillborn. He was stillborn, and then we lost another child. Like a couple years after that, uh, my wife had a miscarriage. So like the, the boy we have now, he's actually our, our third child, and we were lucky to have him. Um, things could have gotten really bad, and there there is actually like a Facebook group out there online um, that helps people who have lost children for bereaved parents. So like if anyone out there is like lost a child or mourning the loss of a child. Um, I, I definitely suggest searching them out. So that, that was always extremely helpful. Like, they, they, they were all very helpful people, and they they were there to, in general, just be there to make it to almost like therapy, like a group therapy thing, but online. This was a really good group, good people. I really appreciated their help. And then also, the other thing was, of course, like a lot of my gaming friends were there for me when all this happened. When it happened, uh, I... Me and my wife, we actually lost, like, a lot of friends in real life, like, a lot of personal friends, because, obviously, you know, it was it was a pretty big deal, you know? Not a lot of people were able to kind of deal with it at the age um, that we were at, because we were only in our 20s. Um, and, early you know, 20s. that's Yeah, that's, like, a really young age to be dealing with this. And so a lot of our friends kind of just 
they couldn't they didn't know how to handle it because it, that was that's a very yeah. serious loss they in just a, kind in a of fell out um one of our friends that stuck with us through the very end of course is michael right here our host of our show he's always been there him and his wife have, have always been there for us um but oddly enough my my internet friends like these are people that never left like they were just always there willing to listen they they would stay up well past bedtime 3 a.m 4 a.m well in the morning just to listen to me talk and be there to have i me. was friends with you when that happened i didn't stop being friends with you we never Bri- said you Brian never stopped being friends with me either, apparently. <laughs> Were we friends at that time? Yes. Have we really been friends that long? I've known Michael longer than you, so yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You, um, <laughs> you guys were introduced at my birthday party where we did the sword game right before Kat got pregnant. I think we talked about this last episode. <laughs> okay, please clarify the sword game because I, I don't want people, people listening to think that we're talking about sword fighting. No. No, we were no. Totally <laughs> waving our dicks at each other. <laughs> yeah. I hit you with my sword. It, well, that's how Kat got pregnant. No. <laughs> Jesus, no, we don't uh, know, we don't know a, which one's the potter. <laughs> it was an awesome guessing game. <laughs> but, uh, no, it. Uh, just to clarify for that footnote, it's it's not it's technically a game, but it's also a, like a problem solving uh, exercise. You take like like what would you say sixty it's, seconds, thirty seconds of of actual time and break it down into like a turn based movement. It's a it's a turn based real life strategy game using wooden swords that was created by Bunchihara Dojo the martial arts, the Iaido class that um, Mike and I met in, that we met when we were in the martial arts class. He was the upperclassman. So literally, Senpai noticed me, and we are friends now. I, yeah, I Senpai know, Japanese girl's dream. Now. <laughs> senpai super noticed me. He wanted to be in my circle. Well, who am I kidding? I'm in his circle. Well, you invited me to the birthday party. This is yes. true. He did. And I don't remember Anthony at that birthday party. I, my my first memory of Anthony was when we played um, Serenity role playing game. You don't remember? You don't remember Anthony being there? He was in a green shirt. I I have a picture of him circling a tree being, uh, that you're on the other side of. No, I don't remember Anthony being there. I actually did. We play. I think we played Serenity before the birthday party. Uh, no, this, this was right before we did the Serenity game because I, I started the Serenity game after I did my Star Wars tabletop game with Anthony and a dude whose last name, I'm not even kidding, is Matt. See, I remember I went to two parties at your house um, and the second... I went to two parties at your house before that one and the second party was when your ex-girlfriend tried to bite me. Oh, yeah, her. <laughs> oh, good lord. So back, so now that we have some light, <laughs> now that we have an awkward memory out there in front of everybody. Depressing story again. Um, so yeah, like a lot of friends just totally, you know, backed out because they just couldn't deal with it. And uh, like I was saying, a lot of my internet friends stuck around and were there for me, including some who sent money over to help assist with paying for like funeral costs and um, yeah, other other costs. You know, like you know, whenever something horrible happens people are like here's money go buy groceries i guess i don't know because <laughs> uh, in most situations people don't know how to react they don't know how to be there especially if they've never had to deal with a death like that before 
but it helped. I mean, a, a lot of these people, you know, raising money from friends at work and from a church that threw in some money. And then obviously my internet friends and some of my and family members, we like, we didn't have to pay for anything out of the funeral costs. No, nothing came out of our pockets. So that was extremely helpful, actually. That's um, actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate. I remember when it happened. I didn't have any clue what to do. I I really didn't. I it was so serious and so I I I think all I did was post to your Facebook and said that I was praying for you guys cuz yeah. I was I was floored. It was it was something that I couldn't imagine happening to myself. Um yeah, I was actually in the waiting room when it happened. Uh the he was technically supposed to be my godson. Yeah. And it was really hard for me i i've actually i didn't realize it until i got engaged to my wife that i went through a depression i actually went through a depression whenever it happened and i and i was lost i didn't know what to do for anthony i didn't know where to go or how to help him but i just knew i had to be there for him and just listen to him i had a i'm, I'm gonna say this i had a feeling he was gonna be okay when three hours after he was gone, <laughs> Anthony's like, Anthony made a joke. This is, yeah, this, let's go into the mind of Anthony. Uh, how long do I wait till after my son passes away before I make a joke about my son passing away? A, a couple hours. <laughs> well, I'm they gonna, say that having a sense of humor about things is how you survive things. I think it's really important. I am I'm messed up in the head. <laughs> no. I don't agree. I don't agree. No, I I, it's really healthy. Comedy is actually a very amazing coping device. Some people, there are some people out there who'd be like, "Wow, doing it that early is like kind of morbid." I, I disagree. I think it's actually pretty awesome that you're able to do that because it shows that you have some kind of coping mechanism instilled with, within you to where you're not going to just lose it. But at the same time, telling, saying that your son is spared the, the agony of listening to Glenn Beck, as broken up as I was, I laughed. Yeah. Um, so to loop this back around to internet communities, the reason why I found that this particular thing is so important is I, I hate it. I really hate it when I hear people, especially people of like the older generations who just like don't get this whole internet thing. Um, when they say, like, our internet friends don't count. They're not real friends. They're not real relationships. And it's like, you know what? When, like, I went through the worst part of my life, I had a lot of, quote-unquote, real friends who fucking were like, well, fuck you. We're never going to talk to you again. But I had a lot of these, quote-unquote, fake friends who were always there. And so I, this is just my, like, pro-internet communities. I'm obviously a big part of internet communities and really love them and appreciate them. And this was just one small story trying to explain to people who maybe don't understand or coming at it from an outside perspective that these things are real. These are real relationships that we're having with real people that really matter to us and we matter to them. If you have like a like a negative thought about them or maybe you just you're confused about them, just understand that they're real to us and they're important to us. That's all. Let's get true. back. To, let's get back to being silly. <laughs> well, uh, wasn't there something you wanted? There was something else, uh, Brian. Wasn't there something else you wanted to add in? Because I, I thought, I believe, if I remember, you had like one or two uh, things you wanted to bring up about this. 
about um, what happened with Anthony? No, about uh, just oh. uh, communities in general. Um, no, I pretty much covered it all for my... Oh, you know what? Um, as far as internet communities becoming more real, um, I found a lot of work through internet communities. Um, I've met, I'm a photographer, so I've met a lot of people online that I've ended up doing work with and for. Um, last week I mentioned the, the um, chess club thing. I was taking pictures with the chess club. I came across that by um, meeting someone at a Pathfinder event and um, keeping in touch with them online, and then I got offered the job. Was that nice. organized at SoCal Games and Comics? Yeah, at SoCal Games and Comics, your friendly neighborhood gaming store in Temecula, California. <laughs> All ready to go. Uh, um, I, 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 mess I think I messaged you both on the messenger that I actually got the info for the, what was it, community and events manager for them in Sky High Comics. To which Brian immediately and obligatory said, oh, I could have gave you the number. <laughs> well, I don't have phone numbers for people. I only have Facebook contacts. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have her. Um, I have her email address. I, I'm actually I actually have to email her today. <laughs> do, do phone numbers even exist anymore? Last time I, I met a business contact that required me to get their phone number. I was like eight, and it was a Girl Scout. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, when I was eight years old, I asked this Girl Scout for her her phone number because I wanted cookies that bad. Oh, okay, okay. You were eight also. <laughs> okay. This is far less inappropriate. I understood it right away. I got it. I knew that that was when he was eight. Because, you know, when I was eight, we didn't have phones. Wow, I went disgusting. I was like, Michael, what yeah, are you back doing? Day, we did, when I was eight, we did all our communication with Telegraph. <laughs> that sounds hot. <laughs> Oh, when I was in, when I was like from middle school to like maybe sophomore year of high school, we were still doing those little note footballs that you kick across the room to your best friend when the teacher had his back turned. Oh, yeah. The little like the notes. Do you like me? Yes or no? Here you go. They always wrote. They always wrote back. I'm the teacher. Knock it off. Uh. <laughs> I never passed notes in school. It was never a thing because you know I was a total nerd and I didn't have any friends in school. He oh, says I was a nerd. This, but, at the I was a nerd but I had a lot of nerdy friends. I, I got lucky. I, I had a good group of nerdy friends uh, that got really weird the last couple months of my senior year. And like I was like, wow, some of you I'm probably never going to talk to again because, you know, you scare me. Or you're a terrible human being. My 20-year high school reunion is coming up next year. And I was thinking, I don't know if I want to go. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have that many good memories from high school. My 10-year anniversaries this year, yeah, but my school doesn't do uh, year by year. They do a lump year. They do this many years, this this year, this year through this year, and this year it's uh, I think it's 2000, 2000 through two thousand and six. So That's you get to see people. You get to see people that were in different grades that you knew back then. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I, I actually really like that. I don't know if I'm going to go, though, because there are, there are a lot of people there where I'm just like, wow, I don't need to know how many kids you have with how many guys. Oh, that's always good. Um, there, there was a lot of people that were like that, and it was sad. Plus, there are a lot of people where I'm like, oh, yeah, we graduated together. No, I never graduated, bro. Mine's in two years, and I'm not sure if I'm... 
I might go. Like, if I could become super mega famous in those two years, maybe I'll go. <laughs> Didn't you follow, follow the Peter Griffin thing? Well, it's really hard to follow the Peter Griffin thing and lie because everybody's on Facebook now. The social media has effectively <laughs> killed exactly. the high school reunion because it's like you don't have to go to – I forget which means that it, uh, you don't have to go to the reunions to see who got fat anymore. Have um, Have any of you created online communities? I actually – um, part of a creative page it never really took off like i, I created a dead one <laughs> i it's something it's like at the dead page or something like i can't remember the full name of it because I, I i'm an admin on but i don't really check it out that much um but it was actually basically a facebook role play page where it's the zombie apocalypse and your character is you starting out in your home gathering some supplies and it's all about your ability to your ability as you with your current skills that you know now, and your ability to survive in that apocalypse. Yeah, I was probably part of the reason that that died. I was a member of that. <laughs> you, oh, you were. Yeah, I, I, I think me and one other person got a post off, and everybody else was like, "We'll get to it." I joined I, I, it I and forgot too. about it. I don't think I, I thought about it since maybe the week you created it, and now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm the admin on. I'm one of the admins on the page, so I get like pop-ups for it every now and then i'm like oh yeah that was a thing damn <laughs> i um i also went uh when myspace was a thing okay oh, gosh. yeah i made some role play groups on myspace i made some role play groups on myspace but mine like actually panned out and like a few of them actually ended um, this is when I was like in high school and really big into anime. Oh my god, I was such a weeaboo in high school. <laughs> so was I. I'm not gonna. You know what? You saying that actually reminded me. There was one on Facebook I created. I think it was the. Oh, I think it was like the, the Night Eye or something like that group, and it was it was a pretty hardcore like anime style role play group. Oh yeah. And it, it went for a good while. Yeah, mine was pretty fucking. Pretty fucking weeaboo anime. It was pretty gnarly. It actually had an end. Like, it finished. Like, I, I told... The, the story was told. The role-playing was done. It was... Eh, it was entertaining. You know, getting Good to know people. Story. Speaking of anime, have either of you guys watched One Punch Man? I haven't, actually. I've heard so many no, things I've, about it, though. I've heard oh. so much. I want to see it so bad. Just be, if you do get a chance to watch it, be prepared for the hole in your soul that it will create when it's over because they haven't, <laughs> they're, they're still, like, planning season two. Uh, oh, is it going to? Oh, okay. So there's only so we're going to look like the people that lost their shit when Attack on Titans, like, it's going to be two years before, yeah, Attack on Titans, before, like, people are like, two years to the next season, we're going to kill ourselves. Online communities actually got me into anime as far as I've gone and searched out the mangas and read them. I didn't grow up with mangas. I'm like, I watch a show and like find the manga and read it. That that happened to me with Fairy Tale. So I found out about Fairy Tale kind of late. I found out about One Punch Man kind of late. So I go to an anime store and I was like, do you have anything for Fairy Tale and, and One Punch Man? And they're like, that's kind of passe. We haven't carried any of that <laughs> stuff in like two years. <laughs> Oh man, I uh, uh, me when it comes to like anime and stuff, social media has influenced some of the shows I watch because I, I have a lot of friends across the country now um, on Facebook that are anime fans, and they they bring up the stuff, they share stuff, and it makes me go out and look for it. Uh, 
and that being said, the people that show me the anime, the majority of the anime I, that I learn about from friends on Facebook are friends I added on Facebook after playing on a, a roleplay site called Galadori Online. That's Some of my Facebook friends are from there. And That's that one that it advertises with a girl with boobs, right? Uh, <laughs> like, you play, play this game and it's like a picture of an angel with big giant breasts and it's and you go to play the game and it's nothing like that. That's like Galadori all of Online, those sites. It's like most of them, but no, Galadori Online actually didn't really push that. They pushed their the they pushed the honesty of it, and it was really good. I enjoyed it. I made a Weeaboo character, so I made a really hardcore Weeaboo character for that. He was technically an anime character that I just ripped off. <laughs> There's only one show that I actually went out and I got a manga for, and it was uh, one of my favorite animes uh, called The Get Backers. I actually I've have never heard of that one. It's very good. It was a 52 episode run. The manga was supposed to run for 33 issues, but to, um, I got up to issue 27. But they never made it to 33 here in the states because uh, Tokyo Pop went out of business. Yeah, they did. Holy shit! I remember reading Tokyo Pop. I my my how internet communities influenced me with anime was on Tumblr. I saw. I don't know what they're called. Image grabs, where they take a image grab and they put captions on it. Well, basically a screen cap with a turned into a meme. Yeah, kind of heard people talking about fairy tale a little bit on Tumblr, and someone posts this image image cap of this is pretty much fairy tale in a nutshell, and it showed this big giant dragon and a anime style warrior with a giant sword and a a chick with a chick with exaggerated features. And a cat with wings. And the dragon says, I will not have anything to do with you humans. Um, please be gone. The celestial dragon is done with your time. And the cat goes, but I'm a cat. And <laughs> the dragon goes, it started 500,000 years ago. <laughs> what? Like it's right away. Sense. like. Yeah, that's all it was. It was like, I won't deal with humans, but I'm a cat. It began thousands of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the dragon's like, touche, here's my story, damn it. Uh, so I went on Hulu and watched all the fairy tales. <laughs> that's good. Uh, so you would say that social, the social media, you know, with your friends that you've met all over, has really influenced your taste and things that you've actually gone out to try. Yeah. Yeah, big time. I, I would have said before I was into, like, Tumblr, I would have said, anime's not for me, I'm not really interested in it. Because of your social networking. Yeah, it, it became one of my interests. I wouldn't say I'm a big anime fan, but I I like some of it. I, I, I know what I like, and I seek that stuff out. I like the funny stuff. I like the exaggerated stuff. I like the stuff with ironic commentary. Um, the meta-type oh, stuff. So you like things that are funny and exaggerated that you need to watch Food Wars. Is that the one with the squid and the clothes and the Yes. Food? Ah, it's hell. it's an anime about about people who cook food that is so delicious it's like you're having sex. So since since this podcast is an online community and I, I have brought up people. So 
out of yeah it's still an online community we're on <laughs> skype we're gonna have a facebook page soon enough um yeah it's it's considered an online community and as kevin smith said there is no gatekeeper so let's get in on this yeah. <laughs> uh, last week I, I i brought up don't hug me i'm scared have either of you watched it yet i watched episode one and when the credits rolled i was sitting there and I, like just blank faced and then Katie goes, what were you watching? And I was like, and I, my immediate response wasn't, oh, this, or Brian suggested it. It was, what the fuck? <laughs> I'll be honest. I haven't seen it because I've been working on stuff. Yeah, I, I, I watched episode one. I do want to watch all the other ones because as, as really messed up as that sketch pad was in the first episode and everything, I want to see the rest because it's really piqued my interest. Uh it didn't it, help. It was like eleven o'clock at night when I watched it. The um, the second episode on. So they did the fe- first episode with their own money, and then the second episode on are all um, Kickstarter funded. So the budget goes a little up. Well, the, the the book was like be creative, and and the other two are being creative. And then the last guy, she's just like no. Yeah, it it is it is really dark. It, it was pretty dark. I was like, are you, is somebody trying to scream child abuse or what? But so I found it, it interesting. I expect you to watch it before next call because we are going to talk about this. I wanna, They're really, really short. If you watch all six of them, it's about a half hour out of your time. Yeah, I'm going to be okay, watching. Okay. Before next week, I'm going to watch the other. You said five. There's six episodes all together. And the songs are like super catchy. Like yeah, oh, I, yeah. can, I can sing them all. Well, I have a day off coming up, so I'll I'll yeah. try to find time you that can dedicate day. about a half hour to that. I'm 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 going to for sure watch the other five episodes, and we're going to talk about this because it episode one is as like I said it was really it seemed really twisted to me, but it really piqued my interest. We could probably do an entire call about "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared." <laughs> well, we talk, because... we dedicate to like if we ever do a topic like. Um, uh, YouTube creators or anything, we could totally just dedicate yeah. most of the episode to it. Well, don't hug me. I'm scared. You haven't watched all six yet, so Not you're yet. like, I said we could do a whole call on it. You're like, yeah, right. Um, it, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It, when you start talking about like, what do they mean? What are the creators trying to say? What's your interpretation of it? It it'll fill time. There's whole YouTube communities about what are they trying to say? How is it explained? What's the whole point of the whole thing? How are the characters connected? It's crazy. So it's like a little 30 minute thing that could spiral out to hours of discussion. Yeah. It's very thought invoking. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. If yeah, when you, when you watch it, it's just, and I recommend after you watch the first episode, watch the Kickstarter video too. Oh, their, their Kickstarter promotion. Yeah, their Kickstarter promotion is like an episode in itself. Hmm. Oh wow, okay. I'll do that. A real quick question, you know, kind of a curious thing. What are the the current YouTube uh, actual shows that you've watched now that you're watching at the moment? Like, was any latest episodes for you guys? Okay, so I finished the last episode of the recent season of Game of Thrones recently. Um, I. <laughs> My last day off uh, two weeks ago, I binge watched. I think the last like uh, seven episodes, just nonstop, just watched them. Um, oh yeah, like I just I couldn't stop. That show is amazing. I really love Game of Thrones. Or as my wife likes to call it, or as my wife likes to call it, the the sex and bloody show. Um, <laughs> that's all you ever see. It's just 
die, die, sex, sex, blood. But there's also twin cest. There's twin cest. So. If you want to enhance your Game of Thrones experience, um, go to YouTube and check out Emergency Awesome. Mm-hmm. And go to crack.com and watch the, um, the Winter is Taking Too Long episodes. <laughs> winter is Taking Too Long. But it's finally here. Long. Spoilers. How? What season are you on? I'm, I'm completely caught up with Game of Thrones. 100%. I, I they, finished have a, they have a feature on Winter is Taking Too Long called um, Things Happening in Time Wasting Pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Nice. Time wasting pyramid. That is the perfect name for that. Yes, very much so. Um, you know what? Let's 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 go ahead and dive into the discussion. This is obviously going to be a Game of Thrones spoiler discussion. How how far are you, Mike? I need to watch the finale. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get it that far then. Um. Why didn't Daenerys just stay in the rain and make her super awesome country there? Why did she have to go to fucking Westeros? Just fuck that place. Just avoid it. Make your super awesome kingdom where you're at and be the queen of... Yeah, it's not awesome like Westeros has any influence on Marine, but, you know, it's all about living mm-hmm. up to the Targaryen tradition and but monarchy like- is really important and she's owed that throne. That throne is her throne. But, you know, is it her throne? Maybe it might be another Targaryen that's not her like dun, 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 dun. maybe and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not spoiling anything I'm gonna say something my controversial theory that Tyrion Lannister is a Targaryen <laughs> what Wait, well what Targaryens have a history of the mother dies when they're born and and incest, um, so that would that would explain the Radar Targaryen yeah. was very interested in Tyrion's mother. It wasn't a it wasn't a secret that he was very interested in her, and she died on his birth, and he was born he was born with all these um, he was born as a dwarf, and um, the Targaryens had a lot of incest in their line because the Targaryens were um, brother and sister. Um, kings and queens. They were always the brother would marry the sister yes, to keep true. the line here. So oh, yeah, Tyrion is a is a Targaryen. I'm totally for sure. He's the third head of the dragon. I won't mention who the other head of the dragon is because that will spoil things for Michael. I know there's a big fan theory, and it's and it seems like whenever I because I haven't seen a finale, so I don't know if it comes to fruition or not. But uh, the the theory is catching, gaining a lot of ground ever since the. Um, the episode where they show the Tower of Joy. Yeah, so, the R plus L equals J theory. Yeah, so there that that one actually gained some ground with me. So I think it might be true that uh, J might be, you know, a T. We're just we're not going to confirm nor deny these rumors. All right, pleading fifth, but uh, Jon Snow is a Targaryen. <laughs> that if that's it's the true. Rumor. If it's true. <laughs> I'm coming to your house. <laughs> oh, no. You want to talk about terrible spoilers? Okay, so we all know what happened to Jon Snow. You know, his whole pulling a Jesus moment this season. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, oh. My wife showed me this gif. Um, it was a WWE gif, actually. It had a picture of Jon Snow. 
And it said, and the thing said, warning, spoilers for Game of Thrones season uh, six. And I and I turn it off and I look at Kat. I'm like, it's got Game of Thrones spoilers. I'm not watching this garbage. And she's like, no, 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 it's not. It doesn't have any spoilers that you haven't already seen. So it's just, it's it's just a um, it's a John Cena gif. It's a John Cena joke. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of the John Cena joke. No, but- oh, I am. I, I just watched the videos where they did it in real life. I saw that oh, yeah. one. That one was good. That was a really good one. So I was like, okay, fine. So I watched it. I'm watching, and it, it's just zooming in on on John's face, and then all of a sudden, his eyes open up the, when he wakes up from being resurrected, and it starts playing the John Cena music. And I fuck it. I I turn it off. I look at it. I'm like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> I was pissed off. Oh, I was so mad. Because you, then he, she did that before you even saw him come back. Yeah. So, like, when the actual episode happened, I like there was no emotional connection. I was just like, yeah, I know it's gonna happen. Whatever. <laughs> You're like, I hate you. I hate you. I'm taking the kid and moving to Westeros. I hate you. I would did not she know she was spoiling it for you? I don't think she did. I don't think she did. But she has a habit. She has a horrible habit of spoiling things for me all the time because she doesn't watch a lot of these TV shows. She just reads up on them. Like, oh, I have she, a friend that I can't talk to about books or TV because he will spoil it for me every time. Like, she just reads them. Like, she goes online and reads about what's happening so she'll be caught up and she'll know what's going on so that people decide to talk about it. She can actually join the conversation you- uh, without actually having to watch the show. So she'll come up and she'll be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that was the latest episode. I haven't seen it yet. You know who can? You know who's really good at doing that is Michael. But if you warn him, he'll stop. He does, he'll respect it if you say, "Don't no spoilers. Haven't watched it yet." He usually no. st- starts with the like, "I just watched this show," and I'm like, "I haven't seen it." And he's like, "Okay, sorry." <laughs> I'm pretty good about that. Like, I'll start. I will start. I'll be like, "Dude, so I was watching the latest episode of Supernatural," and he's like, "Hang on, not there yet." I'm like, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I need to catch up on Supernatural. I haven't seen any of the last. I'm season. actually a season behind. Oh wow! I I I, I almost said things. <laughs> oh, oh, thank God I opened my mouth. <laughs> my oh. big, um, my big shows I'm not going to talk about because I think we're going to do TV soon. We are. Uh, we, we we will do a, a TV episode coming up fairly soon. I was just wondering what like what what, what you guys were current on like if you just seen anything, um, anything on YouTube for you guys? Either one of you? Oh, for me, um, I've been watching YouTube MF Pally Time. I've been watching MF Pally Time um, play a lot of Heroes of the Storm. I've been watching his um, WoW walkthrough, which he self declared is going to be the best one on the internet, which has actually been pretty good. He's been playing a Taran Paladin. Nice. Which, when I played WoW, Tarun Paladins weren't a thing, so it's kind of neat to watch how the game's evolved. Um, I've also been watching um, Loco's WoW walkthrough, his new Let's Play for WoW. Um, Loco is one of my favorites. I like watching him for games. And he's been playing the new Steam game, Inside, which I don't have to play it now because I've been watching him play it. That's good. No. With Let's Players, oh, you don't have end- to play a lot of games. The ending just aired, so I can watch that right after we get off the call and put off editing podcasts. 
<laughs> well, uh, for me, I actually just watched the the newest episode of Man at Arms Reforged. They actually made Aquaman's trident. Or uh, oh, that's really cool. Or Quentin's. Uh, he actually has a five point trident. I went on their site and said that they have to make Aquaman's arm. His well, arm. The yeah. water arm. He has a water <laughs> arm. He had a water arm. Sorry. What? They're probably going to do the hook, though. They were talking about making the hook. Yeah, they were talking about... I don't about, know okay, shit Aquaman, about Aquaman. Okay, Aquaman, at one him. point, to save... In the show, they had, a, they had him saving his wife and child. He had to cut off his hand. And so he had a hook. And so that he actually got like a really gnarly fishing hook for a hand. It was really cool. And so he had, only had one hand for a really long time. And then he saves the daughter of Poseidon. And Poseidon bestows upon him a great gift of power... And gives him a water hand that can control water. It was in response to Aquaman's reputation for being the lamest superhero, so they <laughs> ended really, up making him. They, really they ended up making him like one of the most badass superheroes. Like he can hold his own with Superman. Well, yeah, yeah. He can control water now. Like that's kind of fucking broken, actually. Well, no, New Fifty Two, both hands, Trident, no water powers. His strength, his strength has always been right up there with Superman. He's always been really strong. He's already been very strong. He, yeah, he's very strong. In dark, in uh, Darkest Night, they actually had him con- uh, as a Black Lantern controlling dead sea creatures. Oh, that's really crazy. Yeah, like they had him bring a giant dead kraken up from the bottom of the ocean and crush ships. So, what's better for you, Michael? Um, Darkest Night or Marvel Zombies? I'm actually going to go with Marvel Zombies only because they actually extended into Ash and the Army of Darkness versus Marvel Zombies, which I had the trade and I loved it. It was great. You used uh, to have the trade. Yeah, used to. Yeah. My ex-girlfriend stole Michael's trade. Yeah, mm. that I got for my birthday. Mm. I need to rebite it because it was great because at the end, they end up in werewolf world. Aren't ex-girlfriends the worst? Oh, my! all my ex-girlfriend stories usually end with, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oh, she did that, that terrible thing. Well, the one I had right before Katie is mine, that, that, that she's the story where it's just like, damn. That was, a, that was really messed up. Was that the one who <laughs> tried to bite me? Yes. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yes. <laughs> she, and she tried to bite you. She knew what she was doing. And uh, she now is a mother, and it scares me. Well, I shouldn't say tried to. She did bite me. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah, let, let's start mm-hmm. with You were bitten. There was a mark. <laughs> and now Brian is a vampire, and he doesn't even know. He, he's got to be a really strong vampire, because he goes out into the sun with very little flames. Oh, we're talking like lame. Oh, speaking of lame vampires, vampires. Preacher is the best thing ever. Preacher is the be- the greatest show. It's my I favorite show. I still haven't seen past episodes. <laughs> oh my god, it's so great. I hear so many people talk about that. I haven't seen it yet. I need to, I need to watch it. I've seen episode one. I want to keep watching it. That's Warning to when you're going to watch it. It's very slow, but it's worth it. That's what I hear. Like, Anthony, this is a, Anthony, this is a spoiler. If you don't want to hear it, take your headset off because I need to say this to Brian. Three, two, one, it's your own fault. When the dude goes and flies to see his mother... And guts himself. I was just like, it's that show. It's that show. <laughs> I, um, I, I, my, my favorite thing has to be the giant pile of angel bodies. 
Oh, yeah, you were talking about that last... Greatest fight episode. scene I've ever seen, yeah. Oh, that makes God. me want to watch it so much more because, like, he's just killing angels over and over again. I mean, how do you explain that to housekeeping? Whoa, 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 whoa. Better than the Daredevil hallway fight scene? Better than the Daredevil hallway fight scene. But that Daredevil fight scene was one cut. It's It's very similar. It's tracking shots and... Uh, much more enclosed environment because it's in a single hotel room. It's not moving through a hall. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, so I will definitely give it a shot. Plus, dudes are coming back to life. It doesn't beat the it doesn't beat the Battle of the Bastards tracking shot though. The Game of Thrones Battle of the Bastards crap tracking shot had to have been one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Oh, it was. Do you know how many days it took them to make that scene? It was months. Twenty five days to make that twenty five minute scene. Yeah. And they had, like, what was it, uh, 500 extras on site? It was intense. That's so crazy. The estimated budget for that scene alone was, like, $10 million. Yeah, okay, we are quality. We are at time. Yeah, let's go ahead and call it there. I think this has actually been a really good episode. We talked about some of the communities we were at. Uh, some of the way, uh, Anthony talked about some of the ways it's actually helped him deal with some very hard uh, life moments uh, we all talked about how it's actually widened our horizons got us to do things we wouldn't normally do and really connected us with people basically across the world i mean brian's got some people he knows from australia and china basically because of online communities i, I uh, as a quick sum up real quick i want to say i think online communities can be very beneficial to people in ways of you know expanding your expanding and broadening your view of the world and just getting yourself out from being you know basically drone uh droned into thinking what you have to think because of a media uh so of standard media standpoint uh but we should be careful with it because it can also spur your judgment and actually kind of peg you into a certain direction i think this is a topic that we will definitely come back to sometime in the future or be part of other discussions uh because online communities is actually a very big part of how you interact socially in general Oh, I can't imagine us having a discussion where we don't bring up Facebook. I think it's going to happen every call. It's very much part of our lives now, so it, it will definitely be here. And the benefits and detriments will, will come up in other, con- in other calls and talks and episodes for sure. This has been NerdPugnet Radio. I'm your host, Special Mikey, along with Hindu Anthony. What's up? Bye, everybody. And Super Vegan Brian. Goodbye. So, until next week, everybody, stay nerdy, stay informed. Thanks for listening to our next show, Nerd Pod Radio.